magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst. And I'm Natasha Levenger. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Yay! Hello, everybody. Hello, and happy 11-11. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is the New Age Geek Out Day. Oh, yeah. It's a big one. (laughs) I love it. it's not only 11-11, but it's also the full moon and Veterans Day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the full moon is actually tomorrow morning, but in effect on 11-11. Is it in effect? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's in the morning. Well, it's tomorrow morning, so Tuesday morning. Okay, yeah. So tonight it's at its fullness. Okay, yeah. Well, that's exciting. So I know. <laughs> are you going to do anything <laughs> special for 1111? Uh, yeah. We'll talk oh, about it in practical matters. Oh, exciting. Okay, great. All right. Well, how was your week and how did it relate to the cards that we picked? Okay, so we picked, I picked Hydrate. From the Sacred Self Care Oracle. Which I mean, is... your skin looks like you really did it. Thank you. Well, I did really try. <laughs> and um, you picked Between the Worlds from the Wisdom of the Oracle. Mm-hmm. I have really been doing what I said to do last week during Practical Magic, which is cleaning and clearing clutter. I mean, it oh is gosh. one of those times, you know, when it just hits you and you're just like, you can't stop. Uh. And it's so fun and it's so satisfying. And you're, it's like, <laughs> just keep, <laughs> I mean, I, I still have more to do, but it's like the couches have been vacuumed under oh, them and the wow. couch cushions and all the throw pillows oh, and the laundry. Boy. And I mean, like wow. every little detail. Wow. So, and so, There's a lot in my couches. I mean, I <laughs> so, can't even begin to tell you. Yeah. But it does feel like that between the worlds thing where it's like just really reset button. Like I feel like mm. that's the feeling is create space and just get rid of all the – because everything, like I always talk about, everything in the physical world is connected to something spiritual, something invisible. So when you clear your space, you clear – your mind and your spirit and your life situation. So it does, it definitely feels like a between the worlds kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about this a little bit in practical, not in practical magic. I will not talk about it then. <laughs> I will talk about it during the energy report, which is just like, wow, there's a lot of, I mean, this time right now with the especially with the astrology. I've been like really geeking out on astrology right yeah, now because there's your newsletter you talked about it, and then you texted me about that thing I didn't know about. What was it? Mars square Saturn or Mars square Pluto. Pluto. Yes. yes. So I mean, you tell us about that a little bit. Well, it's just like, actually by the time this is, we record this. So it'll, it's that part should have calmed down by the full moon. Oh, so it's kind of, but if you want to know, think about like, what the hell happened last week? It was a little, there, it was a lot of, um, basically two very powerful planets kind of against each other. Like, so defensiveness may have come up, ego stuff came up, a lot of like, hard not to, finding it maybe hard not to fight with people, just like a lot of like aggression kind of energy. I didn't experience maybe that part of it, but just, like I didn't get into into fights with anybody, Good. but but I did notice some ego stuff coming up, and also like towards me a little bit, where I was like, oh, I could get defensive about this, especially if I wasn't aware of. I don't know. I find astrology helpful 
for it to just be like, oh, if I'm aware this is going on in yeah, the kind of energy totally. makeup, yeah, then it's like just awareness. Like, right. maybe I just want to cool off a little bit here. Totally. It is so helpful for that. Like, oh, yeah. that's that dynamic. And then, and then it also brings it into clarity, like perspective of how it's healing you ultimately you know like that's why it's coming up so that you can heal it and this is these this is the quality of what's coming up you know right exactly yeah and with I think that the Scorpio energy is just like maybe it's because I'm a Pisces rising I don't know it's just very big for me so it's been helpful for me to kind of geek out on finding and especially with Mercury and retrograde in Scorpio um and also just the people coming to me the dynamic of the, their issues it's just like helpful for me to geek out on the astrology to figure it out a little bit because yeah. it is about when we talked about between two worlds for me it was it's really about like oh and in general I think for a lot of people it's like I'm on this just ready to clear out old patterns yeah. old personal yeah. like old old ancestral even and old stuff with like my family of origin that I have cleared a lot of stuff out, but it's like, oh, but the energy pattern and some levels there. So that's for me what it's oh, been. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm red. Oh, you know what? I'm giving, I'm giving too much away from the energy <laughs> report. It. I'm going to save it <laughs> for the stage. So yeah. And I did not hydrate very well. I will oh. say that. It's weird because I hydrate really well usually. Maybe I, it was like the rebel in me. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even remember you picked that card. I'll be honest. <laughs> But yeah, so that's what's going on for me. Okay. So this week we have, oh, well, we'll mention our fun goddess provisions, but we're really excited because we have a guest this week. Oh, as you yes. Say from the show notes. Yeah. We have a guest. It's Tanya Carol Richardson. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And that, that will be soon, but not mm-hmm. yet. First, we're going to talk about. <laughs> <Calm down>. <laughs> <laughs> First, we're going to talk about goddess provisions. You can go to our website and find a link to discover goddess provisions. This is a subscription box. It's a monthly subscription box full of really fun things. So I'm actually wearing the face oil right now that I got two boxes ago that is such a fun, like, I love the scent and I can smell it just as I'm wearing it, even though I put it on like three hours ago. The universal elixir one. Yes. Yes, I know. I love that one too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this contains um, a mix of five to seven full size products, including things like crystals, aromatherapy, apothecary beauty, spiritual growth tools, superfood snacks, and tea. And their boxes are always cruelty free and vegan. And they plant a tree for every box sold. So I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. So go to Magic, and it's a great price, too, for all of this fun self-care stuff. So go to magicmondaypodcast.com and scroll down. You'll find the Goddess Provisions link on the bottom right or often in the show notes also. Mm-hmm. So now are we going to go to our guests? Oh, yes. Now it's time for our interview with Tanya Carol Richardson. Welcome, Tanya Carol Richardson. So we have Tanya Richardson here. She is a self-improvement spiritual author and professional intuitive. She has been writing about angels and interviewing people about their encounters with angels for over a decade, and she's a regular contributor to mindbodygreen.com. Welcome, Tanya. How are you? 
I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, welcome. We're so excited to have you. Yeah. Ditto. We have both been reading your book, Angel Intuition, and it's so excellent. I really am yeah. enjoying it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I put that's it's a big book. There's a lot <laughs> there's a lot in there, but it was really fun to write. Yeah. yeah and I only that... got it Tuesday, so I haven't finished it, full disclosure, but everything I've read I've loved. Yeah. Oh, thank with. you guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and I love too because I just um everyone listening, I just met Tanya recently in person. We had been kind of acquaintances online on Twitter and in email. But we had um, lunch the other day in Boulder when she was in town. And I just like, you know, when you meet someone and you're like, oh, yeah, you're my friend. <laughs> so, and so since I've been reading your book, I'm like, whoa, I, I really, I mean, I knew that I really felt aligned with you, but definitely yeah. feel like we have a lot in common. It's funny because I did a um, a video on my YouTube channel called Angel Friends. And, you uh -huh. know, sometimes I think you meet people and there is something where your own sensitivity, your own emotions, your own soul, your own psychic system says, oh, this is like a soul sister. I, I just met her, but I really feel it. Yeah, like right away, just feeling mm -hmm. so connected. So, um, so tell, maybe share with our listeners a little bit about how you came to do what you do. Yeah. yeah, so I'm a professional intuitive so that I do readings with people all over the world and I'm using my own intuition to help people connect with the best ways to navigate their present, how to understand their past, how to make plans for the future. And that was really why I wrote Angel Intuition because as a professional intuitive or psychic, I wanted to teach other people how to use their own intuition the way I do. So it's kind mm -hmm. of a that book is kind of a nuts and bolts of intuition and how I came to start being an intuitive, you know, that's a bit of a long and winding road. <laughs> I've been doing intuitive readings with people for many years. Um, and I, oh, I started having psychic experiences when I was probably my first memory of that would be middle school age. Um, and I talk about some of that in the book. And then I had clear audience, which is one of the four psychic pathways. Um, you guys are familiar with them, but just in case anybody listening isn't, clairsentience is that feeling psychic pathway. So that's like when Tess and I got together, we just had a feeling when we had lunch in Boulder, ooh, mm -hmm. <laughs> the energy is really good here. I feel a connection to this person. Uh, another psychic pathway is claircognizance, which is the intellectual psychic pathway. That's where you get kind of downloads from heaven of like, oh, I just know exactly what to do in this situation. You know, I I just know exactly what this technical issue is about and I can figure it out. The idea just came into my mind. So those are breakthrough thoughts that aren't really your mind strategizing or figuring something out. It just comes fully formed into your mind. Then there's clairvoyance, which is the image psychic pathway where you get images just appearing in your mind. And then there is clairaudience, which is the psychic pathway where you hear a voice. So I use all of those in my readings with clients. But when I was in my late 20s was when the clairaudience, when I started hearing a voice giving me intuitive information in my mind. And, and that was significant um, mm. for me and kind of led me 
much deeper into studying intuition, studying psychics, and trying to figure out kind of what was going on with myself. So, uh, yes, you and I have a similar um, path because we do the same thing, only you um, you access angels in a way that I don't um, do. But it's just it was so interesting to read your book because we had such a similar um, path to getting there, I think, to doing readings and to opening ourselves up to it um, in a professional way. But um, what was I going to say? So how I'm just curious about how the um, how the angels came to be part of your whole, um, like how, what you do. Yeah. So, and, and what I really, from my perspective, what I'm accessing in an intuitive reading is everything that Mm -hmm. person's soul, their intuition, any, um, you know, ascended masters, spirit guides, sometimes I'll connect with people from the other side, Mm -hmm. um, you know, loved ones who have passed and certainly guardian angels and angels that are watching over my client and really how I connected with angels was another interesting long and winding road because Mm -hmm. I had never initially been drawn to angels. I was raised in a household that didn't have really any organized religion or any spirituality at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was kind of an interesting blank slate kind of a thing. So when I, but I was always an intensely spiritual child and trying to make altars and begging people to take me to church and, Mm -hmm. you know, this and that kind of stuff. But then when I became a teenager and I was in college and in my early 20s um, it was a really big exploratory phase and I was kind of drawn to everything but angels you know Wicca Buddhism um, Kabbalah you know I was just really enjoying learning about all this different kinds of stuff and I always thought angels were just um you know, some wonderful metaphor from the Bible, you Mm. know, these entities that live in another dimension that have wings, I thought, well, that's just a metaphor for something. It's, it's really beautiful, but it can't be real. And then one day I actually saw an angel in my bedroom. (laughs) So that, and seeing as believing as the angels are reminding me. So Mm. once I saw that, then I became intensely, intensely curious about angels. And what, was the angel doing were they just like how did you know it was an angel and not something else like someone who passed or something like that yeah it's interesting because I was actually because as I described those four psychic pathways that I use in in readings with clients one thing that I don't really see is things outside of my own mind you know Mm -hmm. some people will there's a very famous psychic named Lorna Byrne who's Irish who wrote a book called Angels in Your Hair, um, (laughs) which is a wonderful book. And she actually sees angels outside of herself all the time. So she's seeing things outside of her own mind. Normally, the clairvoyance psychic pathway exists in your own mind. So an image will come into your mind to give you intuitive information. But Mm -hmm. Lorna sees the angels outside of her mind. So This is something, occasionally I've seen a ghost or different things like that materialize before me, but that's very rare for me. So Mm -hmm. I was in my bedroom one day, just writing on a creative project. I like to write about spirituality, so I think I was toying around with that kind of stuff. And I had a mirror over my desk and with my, my little desk in my bedroom. So I looked up, I just felt something behind me. 
<laughs> and I think we've all had that, you know, thing where we feel, you know, sometimes you're vacuuming and you feel someone come in the room and mm-hmm. it scares you, but you have that. And again, that's clear sentience. That's your feeling psychic pathway. I felt something behind me. Mm-hmm. And since there was no reason for anyone to be behind me, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up and I looked up into the mirror and behind me was this translucent being. Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> in the mirror that's so in, exciting in, it, it yeah. is it's like a movie, <laughs> i know right? yeah. so i looked up into the mirror and translucent in the sense that i could see every detail of this creature's wow. face wow. i could see every feather in the wings it was very detailed and it looked like oh of oh a, a, a human with um a long white gown on and huge huge white feather wings i mean wow. enormous oh, wow. i'm getting chills by the way <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great to touch and that is again clairsentience you're feeling yeah. way. you're mm. getting a physical sensation of chills mm. because it's resonating with you but um yeah. and interestingly i think people whenever people hear stories about seeing an angel who comes to you in what I would call this traditional form with the feather wings, because angels can sometimes take on the guise of a human or different, you know, they can come to you in different forms. But when people hear about this kind of thing, people seeing angels with wings, they automatically say, oh, gosh, I wish I could see that. I want to see that. Well, let me tell you, it's actually quite terrifying. I bet, <laughs> especially in the mirror. Oh my gosh. I have to, can I just tell you something really funny as a side note? When I was in, um, when I was like 10, I used to go to church. I didn't know I was Jewish at the time, but my mom used to send me to Sunday school. And I had this teacher who was like, this Sunday school teacher who was like, angels are everywhere. And like, she was like, like that about it, like very intense and talking about how like she stepped on this leaf and she looked and it was a cross and I went home the next day and I refused to be alone and I was like up in my oh, room afraid that an funny. angel was gonna come visit me and I remember like yelling to my mom so you have to come here you have to come here and she's like what do you want and I was like she told me angels are everywhere <laughs> and my mom was like very like kind of brusque and cold and she was like angels are not everywhere <laughs> just stop it angels Here. are coming again you know? exactly. there are no angels <laughs> and I was like okay anyway sorry I had to interrupt well, no. because that was like my fear that it would well, be terrifying I think that, that is true though and that brings up a good point that I think there there is a terrifying aspect like you're saying too Tanya it's not but it's not because they're negative it's just because they're so powerful right that, yeah, you you nailed it, Tess. That that was my intuitive feeling of it is um, when you are sensitive to energy, which is again that clairsentience feeling psychic pathway. The energy coming off of this creature was so intense and strong and powerful, mm-hmm. and it was very obvious to me that this this creature could do anything to me if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, it was incredibly powerful energy. It was scary and intimidating. Was now, it that's not interesting loving? because oh, yeah. angels don't feel that way when they come to you in an energy sense. Mm-hmm. You know, when you call on Archangel Michael and you're feeling his energy, it can feel very stabilizing mm-hmm. and very um, 
grounding. When you call on Archangel Shamuel, it will feel very loving and soft and comforting. If you call on your guardian angels, it will it will it will feel lovely and wonderful and positive. I think it was just the fact that the veil was lifted there for a moment and I was having a much more up close mm. visual encounter with this being and almost I think the angel was showing me their true power, just how mm. powerful and strong they really were. And seeing as believing. And of course, now it's one of my most treasured memories. Mm. It was just that in the moment, some a, a very primal fear took over in me because I was seeing something from another dimension yeah. that appeared when I had never expected anything like that to happen to me that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Also, you're not usually like, you don't usually see things like um, don't you usually, or at least you said, like, you don't see them outside of your space. So it was probably yeah, so also like a jarring. Situation. Right. Because the clairvoyance pathway in me exists the way it does in most people where I'll see images in my mind. Mm -hmm. So it's a very clear image that comes into my mind immediately when I'm in a session with a client or I'm asking a question for myself, mm -hmm. but it doesn't appear outside of me. Like I said, I've seen ghosts a couple of times, but so anyway, that was the lovely story that led me down the, the path of angels. And I think the reason that that angel appeared to me so dramatically that day was to get me curious about angels and to mm. lead me onto that path. And it's a wonderful path. And I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, yeah, so, amazing. so I have a question. So in your book, you talked about how you mentioned that one of the questions you get most often is, um, how can people develop their own intuition? So I thought maybe our listeners would like to hear a tip or two that you have about how they can develop their own intuition. Yeah. And in the book, I have a lot of, of, you know, one thing I think the the best tip I've got is learn more about intuition. So that's part of why I wrote the book, because I think a lot of times clients will be having intuitive hits, but they don't realize that that's what's happening. Yeah. So again, if we go back to that clear cognizant psychic pathway, that's the intellectual psychic pathway. So often, let's say a client might have a breakthrough idea or a fully formed thought come into their mind that's an out-of-the-box answer to something, they, they're they thinking their mind came up with that mm -hmm. or they strategized their way to that idea. But what really happened was that that thought was placed in their mind or that download was given to them by their own intuition. So just learning more, you know, sometimes people won't really understand what a synchronicity is. You know, that's mm -hmm. another way your intuition in the universe can talk to you through what Carl Jung called a meaningful coincidence, where let's say you're laying in bed at night and thinking, oh, you know, I'm really having trouble in my relationship. I love this person, but our communication just sucks. I wish I could figure out a way to make this better. The next day you're hanging out with a coworker at the coffee, at the water cooler, the coffee maker, and this person starts telling you about this great relationship book they just started reading. You didn't even ask. They just mm -hmm. started telling you about it. Boom, there's your synchronicity. Go get that book. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think really, and that's what I started to do when I started realizing I was having a lot of psychic information come to me through clairaudience, hearing the voice, clairvoyance, having the images, these different things. 
that's what I did. You know, I went to Barnes and Noble and bought the books by Sonia Cochette and these other famous psychics and intuitives. Mm-hmm. And I just learned about what was happening and really knowledge, you know, the old cliches are so true. Knowledge is power. And the more you know about your own intuitive system, just by getting that knowledge, the more you're going to open it up. Mm-hmm. Also, don't you think that trust is a big part of it? Because a lot of times the people I see, it's like, you are getting your information. You're just not trusting it. Oh, yeah. Like you yeah. are getting hits. <clears throat> right. And I think, you know, I think that's a wonderful point, Natasha. And one thing that I tell people, and you might tell your clients this too, and I say in the book, build, you know, start with something where you don't have too much skin in the game. So mm. start trusting your intuition in small ways. Like right. Natasha and I want to go to lunch. Where, where's my intuition leading me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, and especially if it's something that doesn't feel logically like it would be the best choice. Mm. Let's say Natasha and I want to go to lunch, but I look at my clock and I say, gosh, it's 1230 and that place is always slammed on a Tuesday. We really shouldn't go there, but we're both getting the feeling we should go. Mm-hmm. And maybe we go and there's a parking space right in the front and they just aren't that busy that day because of whatever reason. So we don't have much skin in the game there. So it's, you know, make it fun, make it an experiment with yourself and use your intuition about whether you should take an umbrella or not. These small things that you don't have to, the the risk level isn't so huge. Yes. I even say, like, if they're really feeling blocked to even with their breakfast, like just use that as a win. What do I want for breakfast? (laughs) And whatever (laughs) comes up, you know, just like real tiny, depending on how much they have been distrusting themselves. Well, and I think you can't trust your intuition you know, perhaps blindly. One thing I Mm. tell people is the best intuitive hits are the ones that are consistent, you Mm. know? So if you're getting a huge intuitive hit about something that's major, like leaving your job, sit with that for weeks. See if that information is consistent over and over. Mm. And also don't be, your, your intuition isn't divorced from practicality, logic, your heart. Consult those uh, ways of navigating your life as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so so don't be afraid to, you know, it, it doesn't mean you can't take on other people's opinion. It doesn't mean you can't do practical research. So we're not asking you to touch trust your intuition blindly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can wait until you really feel that like because I think that true intuition, that's another sign of it is a feeling of comfort, a feeling of confidence, support, divine support and love. So if you're not feeling that, if you're still feeling unsure, you know, you can kind of like sit with it, like you said, until it feels right. But then at the same time, Natasha, develop like you were saying, trust, developing trust also. So it's like all a process of learning to trust yourself and then also knowing, taking your time. And I think also believing like I can develop my intuition and I can get to a point where I know, Mm. you know, this is the path I want to take and then co-creating with the divine too, letting go. I think that's a really deep part of intuition is letting, if something is worrying you, just remembering to let it go to spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of the powerful thing of letting it go is 
the best intuitive hits come to you when you are in a calm, relaxed place. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're, you had a fight with your friend or your sister or your brother or somebody who's really close to you and you're upset. You don't know how to handle the situation. Go for a walk, do the dishes, get lost in a creative project. What you're doing is you're, you're calming your nervous system down and you're opening your mind and making and helping to make it blank. And that's when the intuitive hits will really come in. So part of the the thinking or the beauty of giving something to God or surrendering it is it really is also a wonderful way to open up your own intuition. Yeah, that's so yeah, true. Like thinking sure. of something before you go to sleep or, and that's that resting. But I also always come up with things when I'm in the bathtub or when I'm walking in nature. <laughs> like if yeah, I think say- like, mm-hmm. if I think, okay, I have this question, I don't know what direction I want to go maybe with this creative project. I'm going to take a walk. Like I'm just going to even just take a walk to the post office and back. And then almost every time I come back and I know for sure, just something about that process of walking. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. They say that a lot with writing, like it's take a shower. A lot Mm -hmm. of people get their thoughts in the shower or in the bath or whatever. Yeah. And I think there is something to, I tell clients a lot, a wonderful way to get into a meditative, meditative mind state. So whether maybe you're just wanting to calm down and slow your, calm your nervous system down, slow down the racing thoughts and just relax. Or like Tess said, you might have something really weighing on your mind and you're trying to access your intuition. Do something repetitive, physical with your body. Take a walk, do the, get in the shower and and scrub yourself down down something and that's that's why yoga makes people's minds calm down (laughs) because they're doing something repetitive with the physical body and for some reason that invites the mind to calm down and get into a meditative state I think that's why a lot of people do like the walking meditation because it's it's perfect for that and I think that's some reason maybe why people get sometimes even addicted to exercise in an unhealthy way oh yeah (laughs) If maybe you're just, you find you're overdoing it a lot, it's like, gosh, I just want to be in the gym seven days a week, twice a day or something. It might be because you're, you're finding that it calms you down and gets you into that meditative state. So in that case, it might be about finding other ways that you can get into that same meditative state. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have to wrap up soon, unfortunately, but I, it's just flying by. I can't believe it, but um. I wanted to ask you a question, and then we also have a question for you from one of our listeners. Um, but I wanted—I'm so curious what it was like the first time you really connect. Like, which archangel did you connect with the first time? Do you remember? Yeah, I think the the first archangel I felt a real simpatico relationship with is Archangel Michael, mm-hmm. and I call him the hardest working angel in show business because. <laughs> Everybody loves Archangel Michael. Yeah, you know? I do. But, I do for sure. I mean, he's, he's just the pinup Archangel for everybody. Um, and the interesting thing, one thing that I have sometimes heard with clients, I think is true with myself, is sometimes when people have a strong warrior aspect to their soul or a strong survivor archetype or builder archetype or, or that kind of nature built into their soul, they can have a real resonance with, resonance with Archangel Michael because he's so strong and he's kind of like the knight in shining armor. You know, let, let me help you. Let me give you my courage. Let me go out and do battle for you kind of mm. a thing. So, and Michael's a wonderful person 
and this is usually when people do start to develop a relationship with him to call on when you're feeling fragile, you're feeling mm-hmm. vulnerable, mm-hmm. you you know, you need to step out in a courageous way, but you just cannot <laughs> summon the courage to do it. So that's, uh, that's, that's a typical time people call on Archangel Michael, and you can call on him anytime you're just wanting to feel safe, basically, and mm-hmm. feel more protected. And if you are sensitive to energy, which I'm guessing everyone listening to this podcast is, don't don't be surprised if when you first connect with Michael, you do feel an energetic shift. Mm-hmm, you you yeah. feel his energy and you feel more bolstered and you feel more protected and you can even feel an energetic shift in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, okay. So let me, uh, one, uh, one of our listeners asked a great question, I thought. She said, I would love to know your recommendation for a simple daily practice slash ritual to connect with the angels. I feel like I call on them often in times of need, but I would like to honor them other times as well. Yeah, something really easy is just doing a five minute meditation with the angels. There's two things I'll share really quickly. Mm -hmm. It depends on what you prefer to do. If you're somebody who loves to just put on some nature sounds or some Reiki healing music and just close your eyes and meditate for five or 10 minutes a day, this is a great one for you. When you're doing that normal meditation practice, just call on an angel to come with you could start with an archangel. They have that big power energy signature. So you'll you'll really feel them. And also remember, archangels come whenever you call. So be, mm. because they have such a large energy signature, they can be with infinite amount of people at once. So go ahead and pick an archangel. There's a huge list of them in my book. You can find lists online. Just find one that calls to you and ask that archangel to come and sit with you in that meditation um, and, and feel that energy. And then you can also look for signs from that archangel for synchronicities uh, throughout the day after doing that meditation. The other favorite exercise I have is a journal exercise. This is so powerful and it's one I use all the time myself. Just open up your journal and start with gratitude. So gratitude for whatever reason, is a metaphysical force that is very conducive to attracting and opening things up. So even if you're having a really tough time in your life, find a couple sentences of things you can be grateful for. I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for clean water. I'm grateful there's food in the fridge. So first, just thank the angels for it doesn't have to be long, just a couple sentences of what's going well. The next paragraph, ask. <laughs> this is what I need now. Mm. I need help with work, my relationship, with this project, with my health, and and say, look, this is I, I really need help with this. And this is specifically the kind of help I'm thinking I'm needing. Then for the rest of the re- week, look for the signs and synchronicities. They could come as hits from your own intuitive system, or they could come as synchronicities in the outside world, just like that example of the coworker who recommended the really helpful book. I love it. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for that. And Natasha, did you remember that we also have a let, uh, email question? I have it on I my did phone. I not remember. Oh, great. Why don't you ask that? Okay. So one more, Tanya, if you don't mind, before you go. Yeah. Um, okay. This is from Carrie. She has a two-part question. Do we have personal guardian angels or are there just the major ones like Michael and Gabriel? If so, what's the best way to communicate directly with your personal angel and to start an ongoing conversation for daily intervention? Yeah, the 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 great answer is yes. We all have guardian angels and 
I I always say take everything I say with a grain of salt. I'm not God, <laughs> so I'm not going. Well, you to are, but we all are. <laughs> we all God. are. <laughs> or source. Yeah. Right. We're all a little bit of a part of that big mystery. But the interesting thing is, so take everything I say with a grain of salt and run it through your own system to see how it resonates with you. But there really is kind of a, a cultural idea that we all have one guardian angel. And when I tune into clients for me, I sense many more guardian angels assigned to that person. Mm-hmm. And when I asked the angels why, they said, well, a human life is a is a big gig. You know, as we all know, earthly life is not an easy act to pull off. So you need a lot of support. So you have more than one guardian angel. And the good news is they're assigned to just you. So these wonderful archangels, sometimes they'll come around and help you without you asking, and you can always call them in. Guardian angels are just sitting around on the clock, 24-7. Looking to help, they're actively intervening in your life, whether you ask them or not. And, you know, a lot of the grace opportunities that happen to you come straight from them. So the good news with guardian angels is they're accessible just by a thought. So really, they're they're available and around you all the time, kind of like Natasha was saying that great story from when she was a kid, but not in a scary way, in, in a fun, helpful way. So really, connecting with your guardian angels is as easy as just saying a quick thought, guardian angels, I need this. They're so immediate. They're right there. You don't have to make it complex. Well, I have a question about that then. So why do you think they don't intervene like more often in really terrible situations. Oh, yeah. There's In both of my angel books, Angel Insights, that's a great question, Natasha, Angel Insights and Angel Intuition, I have large sections on what angels can and can't do. Mm-hmm. So there's another cultural myth that angels are genies in a bottle and they can just do anything. Mm -hmm. And really, they only have passports to visit this dimension. And like a normal passport, there's a lot of restrictions. Mm -hmm. So simply, many times angels want to intervene in let's say a school shooting, something just awful. Right. And they are, their wings are tied and they aren't allowed to. There's only certain things they can do. Part of that is because this dimension that we're living in, Earth, is a dimension with very powerful spiritual beings controlling it. Those very powerful spiritual beings are called humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we have free free will choice. Mm-hmm. So we are powerful spiritual beings just like angels. And at times they simply are not allowed to intervene. It's a very complex issue and question. And if you're curious about this, I really delve into this in both of my angel books. I asked that because I thought that as well, but you mentioned that guardian angels will help you whether you ask or not. So I wondered about what you thought about that. Yeah, they will help ask whether you whether you ask or not, but they can't. That doesn't mean they can do anything. You know, and 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 they can't interfere sometimes in specific fated things that are tied to your destiny. They can't always interfere when you're making a free will choice. They have Mm. to honor that. Again, Mm -hmm. that's because you're a powerful spiritual being. People don't realize that Mm -hmm. you are very powerful and you were brought here with your free will, with a destiny. And in some ways, angels 
whether they like it or not, at times have to step back because they are simply not allowed to intervene in the way they would like to. Mm -hmm. So I think that's difficult for angels. It's difficult for humans because angels hate to see suffering just like you and I hate to see suffering. And so I think it's very hard for angels to watch something unfolding that they have limited power to intervene in because they're crying with you, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's a very difficult topic. Mm -hmm. Well, I hate to wrap this up, but we have to. So is there anything, I don't know, any final thoughts that you want to say, Tanya, that you want people to know about your books or You know, just that that angels are real. They, you have access to them right now. So if you're somebody who's into the metaphysical arts and study and you want to, you want to get into this and increase your own personal power and get more help from the universe, please explore angels because angels are Mm non-denominational. So they work with people of all faiths, all cultural backgrounds, whatever your own unique spiritual beliefs are, it's cool with angels. They live by the golden rule, do unto others as you would have done unto you. So really, they are for people of all walks of life and all faiths. Mm, And you have a book, another book coming out soon that is Empath. What is it? Yeah, no, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Tess, so much. I have a book called Are You an Earth Angel? Oh, Are You an Earth Angel? That's right. Yeah. And this is, I am so excited. This book comes out in June of 2020. So if you're intrigued by that title, Are You an Earth Angel? And your own system is saying, yes, then get the book. (laughs) And And let's say the name of your, yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah, you can find my books at uh, at usually at most bookstores. So Barnes and Noble or independent bookstores, lots of times carry my books. You can definitely get them on Amazon and my own website, Tanya Blessings. That's T A N Y A Blessings dot com. I have a tab on there with links for all those places you can you can get the books. And I've also got information on that site if you feel called to do an intuitive reading with me. That's so okay. Great. great. Well, thank you, thank you so, so much, much for joining us. This this conversation has been fascinating, and I think our listeners will agree. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. It was really a pleasure. All right. Bye bye. Bye, Tanya. Bye. Okay, we're back. We hope you enjoyed it. I loved talking to her. Yeah, isn't she great? I loved oh it too. My God. The time just flew by, seriously. I When I looked up, I was like, oh, my God, it's been 25 minutes, and it feels like I've been talking to her for two minutes. So that was fun. Yeah. We hope you liked it. So are we going to do my segment now? We don't have a ton of time. Oh, we do want to say that we realized, uh, if you saw our post on Instagram or on Facebook, we noticed that... Uh, all of our questions for the past few weeks have been going to spam. So we have a bit of a build up back up right now. And because we had an interview, we can't answer all of them today. Oh, right. That's right. That's what we're doing next, right? We're answering oh, the okay. question. We can do yeah. that. Um, so yeah, I guess that is what we will do now. Um, are, do you have it up or no? Am I going to read it? No, yeah. I was hoping you would. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I have it right here. That's fine. Okay. So our first, possibly only, we're not sure, <laughs> question this week is from 
uh, Karen. And she says, Hello, lovelies. I have recently started listening to your podcast and my husband and I both enjoy it so much. I was doing some digging around in your various profile, profiles, show liner notes and online in hopes of finding more information on how to quote, regain your power. This past podcast really resonated with me, specifically the email sent from the listener requiring information about healing her sister's energy. I've always had quote unquote, poor luck. And no matter how I try to fix it, it persists. I've been considering doing some Akashic record work and I want to start healing my energy to see if I can find a root problem. I did some past life work over the summer and found my most recent incarnation committed suicide and her choice has poured over into my current life. I would become suicidal over certain issues and I am not a suicidal person. Now that I know, I think it is all connected. Do you happen to have any suggestions or blog posts or old shows that could help with this. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have a blessed day. Fantastic week and a wonderful life. I mean, thank Thank you. you. (laughs) We'll take all of it from the small (laughs) to the large. Um, do you want me to start? Yes, but I do. I mean, you might, maybe you were going to say this already, but we do, we are not therapists. We do recommend that you talk to a therapist if you are ever feeling suicidal. Um, Mm -hmm. just, before we yeah. go into our answer. And maybe we should have said trigger warning about that. But it sounds like she is not suicidal. It's just kind of like, why am I feeling that feeling? Right. Even though I don't feel it. <laughs> that yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That can yeah. happen with past life stuff. Yeah. Definitely seek help, please, if you need it. Um, but yeah, I, we have talked about this in a past episode. I must have been in a past life. <laughs> <laughs> Probably did. <laughs> Probably many. That's true. <laughs> um, where um, I think there was a, like a big period I talked about in the energy report where people's past information, their past lives were coming into their current lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I actually haven't thought about what I was going to say to this because I think I said to her that, <laughs> well, I deal with this in healings in a specific way that's hard to talk about, but I... Um, how to help people in current, like without doing that. But, um, uh, sorry, I'm just like looking into the energy a little bit, but I would say this really all comes down to, as far as like fixing energy, is that what she was saying? Like trying to fix her, whatever it is. Yeah. It seems like there's maybe something she doesn't know exactly what it is, but she wants to figure Mm -hmm. it out so she can step into her power and call her power. Oh, step into her power. Right. So this is really, I mean, I have talked about this in a lot of the past episodes about tuning into just your highest information and and um, how I would do it energetically is like just having access to your crown chakra, which is your access to um, source and your highest self and not and and in present time. So you can say like, hello to yourself. We talk about this a lot from the center of your head in present time and then picture like source energy coming in through from source into your crown chakra. Um, and the other thing you can do to own your power, I like to use the color blue, which is the color of certainty. And it's also the color of owning your power. So, um, if you put that like a little dot of blue into your crown chakra and just like breathe it in and then also see it going all around your aura, it's a really nice way of calling your energy back. 
um, and to being in present time. And if you find yourself having feelings, um, also, sorry, your grounding cord too. I mean, these are just like the kind of, maybe I should talk about this in <laughs> Metaphysics 101 next time I do it, but the basics, like present time, saying hello to your grounding cord in present time, grounding it in your city in present time so that you're getting your information from this lifetime. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, and you can also call for help from angels or whoever, um, but make sure that you're like aware first of your energy, I think of having your boundaries and just making sure that it's coming from now. And if you feel like, oh, I'm having these feelings that aren't resonating with who I am right now, just having that consciousness is very powerful. Mm -hmm. So as far as quote unquote, fixing your energy, I mean, there's so much, the most powerful moment is in the present moment. So if you're aware of it, you can say to yourself, oh, that's not mine from now. I release it. I love to fill up with gold light, imagining yourself under like a gold light shower that really clears out old stuff. But that combined with the intention of I'm in present time and I only want my present information from this time and from my highest self. I think that's a powerful way to do it. So yeah. It took me a while to no. get there. And you can have compassion for yourself too because yeah. I do think that there might be – I mean, usually if something's coming up from a past life, there's some way that it's resonating too in this life. So mm. to have compassion like, oh, okay, that's coming up. Well, then that – you know, I really must have felt – had some dark times. And, you know, I'm thinking of, for example, with me, I had this memory one time of dying in the snow. I was a – um Sherpa nun and I was like living by myself in the mountains and I died in the snow and then I was like that's why I'm afraid of snow I'm not afraid of snow anymore but that was like for a while I was really afraid of snow and it made me feel lonely and it was somehow also connected to my relationship because in that life I was really isolated so I'm just thinking of that as an example where when I remembered that life then I was able to kind of feel, have clarity, first of all, like we're talking about with the astrology, and then to have compassion for myself, like, oh, that was hard. And I don't need to, like, be still in that place where I was that isolated nun in the snow, you know, that doesn't have to be my life anymore. Yeah, I like that you brought that up. Because when I see past life and healings, there has never been a single time that it hasn't resonated with some part of present day. Yeah. Right. So not necessarily that you want to, you know, do that to yourself, but that there's feelings, like you said, hurt feelings or whatever they are that are that are resonating with this life that want compassion and love and to be healed. Yeah, I would think that it would be like really a process of self-love and Mm self-trust and Mm self-compassion, because in that life, it was clearly like there was there was conflict with self. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a really good point. And so, yeah, the more love you can give yourself, the better in that case. Yeah. And so just a cu- I have a couple other little Great. things to add. So first of all, this is just a little nitpicky thing, but I think it's also really powerful. So it's yeah. not really little, but it's in the phrasing of I, it was something in the, in the note about um, my, I keep trying to fix it, but it, it per- keeps persisting mm. and we don't, it's cool. I think it's really a good thing to notice when we speak like that in a kind of a um, ongoing way. Like this is a problem. I just keep having it, you know, mm. then to notice that you don't have to say it that way. It's in the past. 
up until now, maybe that's what you've been experiencing. But if you rephrase it of in the past, I've been having this challenge instead of like, because that can kind of like keep perpetuating it by believing Oh my gosh, my, you know, I think I mention him every time, but Hale from the Sedona Method, he says that all the time. Like when people call in and they're like, I'm always doing this. And he's like, well, are you doing it right now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And are you doing it in the future? You don't have to be. Right. Exactly. In this moment, are you experiencing that? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's in the, exactly. He would say just that, like in the past, you have experienced that. Yeah, and when you're aware of how magical and how powerful we are, the, our words really do create our reality in so many ways. So, and our words are expressions of our beliefs. So, it's just not not to be judgy about it, just to notice, no. like, oh, because I do that still. Like, I have done that in the past, and then I yes, notice, yes. you know, I just rephrase it. Like, I've oh, I should rephrase that. I, sh-, you know, you can just al- always in the moment notice and then rephrase it right then. Yeah. And it's not even just the words. It's really the awareness of it. Like, well, wait a minute. I, it's very possible that could never happen again because every moment is new. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and that's really what anxiety, anxiety is, <laughs> is worrying that what happened in the past might happen again. But every yeah. moment is new. So if you're in the moment at this very moment, yeah, every moment's new. Yeah. Okay. And then my one other thing is clearing clutter. So anytime anyone says, (laughs) (laughs) but it's true, like, especially when people are like, I don't know what it is. It just keeps persisting, you know, then it's like, if you have any clutter, clear it. And that often that alone, I mean, because it's not alone, it's connected to everything else. So you do that. And then things also begin to shift in other ways. Yeah. I, I just love it so much. I just suddenly pictured a meme of you, like everyone, any question, clear clutter. It's just the whole podcast. My mom's That's all a, I say. I can't stand my mom. Did you, have you cleared clutter? But you know what though? It's true. <laughs> I know. I love it. It really is incredibly so satisfying. I love it. I think we have time for one more question. Oh, Okay. Okay. Um, let me go to the, I'm going to just go to the oldest question that we have missed. Um, <laughs> although it's called toxic family issues, which maybe it's okay. We, we have time. Okay. So this is from Angela. Uh, first, uh, let's see. Oh, this is from the person. She said, I'd like to thank both of you for answering my questions regarding my husband who passed in Mercury retrograde. Um, Okay, I'm just skipping. Oh, I guess I can't skip. I'm just going to go. I read Natasha's bio on the site here, and I happen to be an empathic intuitive from a family which is very difficult to be around with this. My family is actually very toxic and mentally abusive, and unfortunately, my four-year-old, who's also empathic, and I are temporarily living with close to them. I'm planning on moving my son and I out of the situation. However, financially, it's going to take about a year. Is there any sort of techniques that you'd recommend for my son and I to rid the negative energy we are dealing with? I've tried to keep a distance from certain family members I do not live with. However, we still live with a couple and it's very difficult to be around. I feel like we've answered kind of this before. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah, recently there was a question kind of like this. Oh, really? Okay someone's husband that they were still living with oh yeah do you want to do you want to go first well so setting boundaries is really good energetically Mm -hmm. and that is connected to setting boundaries emotionally and I think anyone who is sensitive especially you know an empath um 
is so important to have what we call what I call magical hygiene, which mm-hmm. is what you were talking about too with the last question. So yeah. having a daily practice of yes. clearing your aura, surrounding yourself in light, possibly balancing your chakras. So I have meditations like this on my website. And I know Natasha has one. When you sign up for her newsletter, she has a chakra meditation. So having a practice like that is so important for situations where you need to keep your energy protected. And, you know, that's all connected also to being grounded and connecting to the cosmos. So Mm kind of same answer in a way. Yeah. You mean as... uh... We the last to the question. last question. <laughs> that was, <yeah>. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Energetic hygiene. Yeah. I would also just say, um, yeah, that's, I would say when you're in a situation like that, it really has to be your number one priority. Like it has to be no, it just has to be the number one priority. You have to, if that means getting up 10 minutes earlier, you have to do it. I mean, you, if you don't do it, you don't. Okay, you don't have to, but you're going to suffer for it because you have to have that center. Because if you're around people who are challenging it, um, that's really important. So everything you said. And then also I would just say really, I guess I would really recommend the Sedona method again. Oh, <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's like a, like I'm sounding like a cult, but it's not. It's just a practice. Um, I would say that helps me in moments when I'm dealing with challenging people more than anything, because it's really all about letting go. So welcoming all the feelings and can I let them go? Can I, or looking underneath it. So I'll just go over it real quick. It's underneath it is, um, am I wanting to control, um, get approval, get security, Those are the three main ones. So first, just welcoming the feelings and then asking underneath that, is there a need for control? And if let's say it's a need for control, just say, can I allow this need for control to be there? And then can I even just a little bit, can I let go of my need to control? So just allowing them as much as you can to be who they are. That's who they are and not wanting to change them in any way. Because I think that's a big thing that happens when you're around people who are hard to be around you want them to just be different (laughs) you know if like Mm -hmm. they were different then everything would be okay um so the big thing here is acceptance as much as you can and I'm not saying like accept abuse but just accepting allowing them to be who they are you don't have to like them but really just allowing them can I allow this person to be who this person is Mm -hmm. that's kind of a mantra that I say if I'm ever dealing with a hard person for me, a challenging person. Can I allow this person to be who this person is? And just saying that like makes you take a breath. So as much as you can. And then enter, real quick, energetically speaking, imagine like I a gold, solid gold fence around your aura. <laughs> and so that just kind of like keeps your energy with you and their energy with them. And you can do that with your, I think you said sun. Imagine just like a beautiful gold gold fence just like a white picket fence but gold light all around him and just knowing like okay their energies in their space your energies in yours and every morning I would just blow up the fence send their energy back to them and then do a new fence oh yeah (laughs) yeah and you know one more thing 
too, that you might think about, I think about this when I'm in situations, when I have in the past been in challenging situations is like, what is the lesson here? Like, what can I learn from this person and from this situation? Because that can help you move through it. Like once you learn whatever it is, maybe it's patience, maybe it's energetic hygiene, maybe it's self-care. You know, when you learn that and you really, really learn it, then you don't need that situation anymore karmically or spiritually. Yeah. So hopefully that helped. Um, And we will get to more of your questions next time. Thank you for emailing us. Sorry that we didn't get them before. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, and if you do want to uh, ask a question, you can go to our website, magicmondaypodcast.com, and there's a little ask a question tab up there. Okay, so are we doing my thing? Yes. Okay, it's time for the energy report. Okay, so I'm going to do it real quick this week. Um, as I alluded to before, I will just say that it really, I will say that it's getting, like we're in a beautiful portal right now if you're listening today, and um, 11-11, and um, this new moon is also real nice. Do you may, Are you going to talk about that? The full moon? The, yeah. Yeah. The, I, I mean. Didn't. I meant new full moon. Yeah, full moon. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Um, it's just real grounding. I'll say that. So some nice energies are really coming in. Um, but Mercury's still in retrograde till the 21st and that's fine. We don't have to be enemies with it. No, but (laughs) in fact, we can look forward to it, but, um, it's like an additional cleansing, but it's really just been a time of people really feeling from my perspective of, I'm done with this old pattern, whatever it is, I'm ready to let it go. Um, and what I would recommend on top of that is it continues to be that f- there's also a nice feminine energy coming in that empress, as I talked about last mm-hmm. week, energy. So letting go of these old patterns that we're tired of, it may be at work, it may be ancestral, it may be whatever it is. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people who are really getting to a point where, okay, I have to look at this relationship stuff. I don't want to be in this, whatever it is, either um, the actual relationship or your relationship to having relationships. Oh, yeah. Um, So whatever it is, it's just people are really on a soul level, just ready to let it go. Yeah. So I will just say that, Again, bringing in loving energy as you let it go, remembering to bring it in this loving, loving energy. You can bring it in through the top of your head. Something funny that I have done lately is I don't know why, but I've chosen a new pretend father figure. Oh, who is it? So before I had Fred Rogers, this makes no sense, but we're watching this kind of like, it's not horror, but. It's like a zombie comedy show called Daybreak and Matthew Broderick's in it. Mm-hmm. And he's looking real parental. He's playing, he plays a principal and he's really funny. And I don't know why, I think it was just the combo of his like paternal and also funniness. I was like, oh, uh, I just imagine what if he was my father. Oh. <laughs> I still haven't landed on a mother. And I will say that, um, by the way, so grateful. We've gotten some real nice messages from people. Someone told me to adopt their mother who is has passed on, but <laughs> still very perfect. loving. And, yeah, yeah, perfect I can, for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I really appreciate all that love. Um, 
but so bringing in whatever it is, even though she's, he's not a mother figure, it still felt really like affirming to me, which is I'm ready to let go of this old pattern of feeling like not enough of having that programming from my parents that it's like I was never good enough. So I'm letting that go and then having (laughs) Father Matthew Broderick, you know, I think he's only like seven years older than me or something. But (laughs) But when you, but it's your inner child though. It's not your adult. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's real nice just to have him like cheering me on. Oh, that is so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. So I would recommend people find your loving voice, even if you love both your parents, like, or have good relationships with them, like whatever it is that you're letting go of, find that loving replacement. And like really, um, another thing is to tune up the validation inside, just Give, pretend you have a dial inside and it's like, oh, I want this feeling more. I'm going to turn it up to a mm-hmm. 10. This one goes to 11. Yeah. You could do that. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> Spinal tap reference. Um, okay. So that's my, I guess it wasn't that short, but that it was, was great. the energy report. Okay. So now it's time for practical magic. So as I said, this is 1111 and it's a full moon, the Taurus full moon. So if you happen to be listening today, Monday, when this is on 1111, then tonight is a really great time for a ritual. And I, what I'm going to do is take a sea salt bath, maybe with some actual Mm -hmm. fresh sage leaves and cleanse my energy, light a white candle, take some deep breaths. And this is 1111 to me is that feeling like really getting in the feeling of what you want to manifest. So Mm -hmm. maybe pick some one condition that just feels so joyful to you when you think of wanting to manifest this and then feel light your candle, take some deep breaths get in the zone, call on the divine in a way that feels powerful for you. You might also like to shield yourself in a sphere of golden white light and then just feel gratitude for this condition as if it's already present. So Mm. all the joy and all the expansion and the heart opening, feeling so blessed, feeling like you're in divine flow, like just really get into that gratitude energy because that's whenever you notice, whenever I notice 1111, that's what I like to do. Just take that moment to tap into that and it's 1111 all day and it's the Taurus moon. So like Natasha said, it's really grounding and it's also ruled, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So love and sensuality, but also like bringing your desires into the physical Mm. realm like working with divine energy to bring you know just physically manifest I'm so glad you're saying that because I'm actually having a little vision board afternoon here on Saturday and I was like this is kind of a weird time to do it because it's not the new year technically, but oh. I just felt real drawn. Like I want to do it now. <laughs> I don't yeah, wanna... but it, it is the witch's new year. Maybe yeah, well, that was the cycle. Wasn't yeah? I guess it's the beginning, a little bit after, isn't it? Or when it's does Samhain is the? I mean, it's like that's when the new year starts. Yeah, in the so... wheel of the year, like the ancient Celtic wheel of the year. 
Right. I guess it's just a couple weeks after it, though. But that's okay. Yeah, it's the start of the year. Yeah. And yeah, it's right before 11-11. So there's the vision board. And then you can like, you can tell them empower it on Monday night. Yes. Monday night, like, put a, I should tell them put a candle, like give it extra energy. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Feel all the gratitude and joy for it. That's awesome. So if you, but I know a lot of you will not be listening on Monday. So Mm. Of course, you can always do rituals like that. It's not like you can no, only just forget do that it. On you missed out. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. You can do it on a new moon. You can really, whenever you intuitively feel like doing yeah. that. But, um, but energetically, intuitively, I'm feeling like for the rest of the week, um, your practical magic advice is self care this week mm. because we are about to enter into the holiday season and that is about giving and about being with other people often. Mm -hmm. So taking this week to whenever you can take care of yourself, tune into yourself. And and also I feel like as it in the Northern hemisphere, it's we're moving toward winter. If you maybe look at your um, wardrobe, do you have enough like warm, cozy things? Do you have some nice cozy slippers Do you have enough, you know, all those little, just like, how can you really, really take care of yourself right now? Because that's going to help really like um, nourish you so that you are able to give to others and you feel like you don't feel depleted by that. Yeah. I love that. That's, yeah, that's great. So that's practical magic. All right. Um, Okay. So, oh, our housekeeping. Yes. Um, you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. You can, as we said, send us an email there. Um, find us on Instagram at Magic Monday Podcast. Oh, and you can sign up for our newsletter, which may be going out Monday. Maybe we should say we'll send it out Monday. I'll have it done by then, my part. Oh, so like Monday evening. So if you hear this oh, on yeah. Monday morning. Yeah, or Go Tuesday. rush over. <laughs> we send it on Tuesday We'll send morning? it Tuesday morning. How's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that gives me an extra day. JK, <laughs> it'll be done for then. Okay. Um, and we also have a new uh, Facebook group for Magic Monday podcast listeners. So you can just put that in Facebook. We also have a Facebook page now. We don't do a ton on there. I guess we... Well, I've just been sharing the Instagram stuff straight to Facebook. Yeah. If you prefer Facebook, we're over there too. Yeah. Um, And if you all want to talk to each other on that Magic Monday podcast listeners page, go right ahead. Have some witchy talk, energy healing talk. That'll be fun. And you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. Sign up for my newsletter. You can schedule a reading with me. Um, And I'm on Instagram, highestlighthealing. And you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com. And you can find a lot of articles about magical and spiritual living at TessWhitehurst.com. Oh, and can I just tell you that your new book, Unicorn Magic, which came out, my best friend got it. And um, I actually ended up, she was like, I'm going to get it. And I was like, I'm going to send it to her as a surprise. And she was having her period (laughs) and she sent me a Marco Polo. Do you know that app? You've told me about it. Okay, yeah, I love it. It's a video app. Anyway, she sent. She was crying. I was like, I was so happy to get it to read it while I was sloughing my ovaries. Oh, <laughs> and she's like, and it was cold, so I cozied up. It was just exactly what I needed. Oh, good. So it's just like a ray of light. Your book. Oh, thank you. Thanks <laughs> okay, for that on. advertisement. <laughs> 
Yeah, my new book is officially out. And if you do have it, I would love for you to write it a review. The day we're recording this is the first day you can actually review it on Amazon. So extra, you know, feeling a little extra sick to my stomach over that. (laughs) Bringing that empress, baby. You are good, Tess. (laughs) The book is wonderful. That's a callback to last week if you didn't understand. But I like to think of the empress talking like that. The tarot empress. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, um, uh, okay. Yes. So yeah, my new book came out, and um, you can find me on Instagram at Tess four 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 on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst author on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst, and you can check out my planner, the twenty twenty your most magical year yet planner. You can color in it. There's coloring pages. Oh my god! Spells, I'm all so kinds excited of to receive that. I ordered that. Oh as yeah! Well. Thanks for ordering that. I cannot wait to get that. All right, so now we will pick our card for the week. What are you reading from? I'm reading from my very own Magic of Flowers Oracle. Great. And while we were doing the housekeeping, there was a card that already jumped out to me. So should I start? Yes. It's Clover. I haven't gotten this card for so long. And Ah. it's Gentle Strength is the message of this, which I think is really cool for the Taurus moon. It's like... The feeling, the reminder is, you know, we think of um, strength as being, I mean, sometimes we think of it as being masculine or harsh or abrasive, Mm -hmm. but really when you know that you're strong, when you know your own power, when you just own it, you're connected to the earth, you're grounded, then it can, it can have a gentle quality about it. Mm -hmm. And so, and this remembering that quality and if you think of a clover blossom that's what emanates from those little clover blossoms is Mm. they're so strong they have so much healing power and so much wisdom but they are really diminutive i mean the ones in little white ones are especially kind of you don't notice them unless you really pay attention to them but they emanate this quiet strength so remembering that dynamic this week in all situations work relationship you know self-love like just owning that emanating that gentle power I feel like that's kind of what we both said like you were saying self-care like really like strongly caring for yourself and you know gently caring for yourself and also what I was saying about bringing in that that loving strength of the empress or whoever you need and I got the queen of forces which I love this card she's like this powerful woman who's radiating the moon and the sun over one of each hands look at that I love that what is that deck uh, this is the Akashic Tarot. Oh, okay. Maybe for um, Christmas, you and I should get each other a new deck. Yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> so we have new ones. Okay. And this one is, this writing so small. Okay. This card shows a woman balancing the energies of a sun in one hand and a moon in the other with a river flowing beneath her feet. The queen of forces represents a woman who can help to bring greater balance to your life. She brings an unusual combination of power and peace. Oh my God. Creativity and receptivity in both her energy and her support. Sometimes this card can represent a person in your life, either you or another, coming into a phase of great power and an ability to sustain it with wonderful results. 
There's a gift of grace and serene understanding when this card is upright, which it was. It also brings new roles and opportunities. Careers in, careers in many of the sciences, global communication, nature, and energy may be available to you. Um, the Queen of Forces could also indicate the appearance of a possible love interest or an associate in business or in a creative project who has powerful influence and connections for you or for another. It may be someone you know or somebody new, but when this card appears, there's a tender yet powerful support. Mm. Oh my God. Exactly. Gentle like the strength. This is crazy. During <laughs> this time, choose to support yourself as well. Guys, this is such a strong message. <laughs> you hold the forces of the sun, creativity, and the moon, receptivity, and only you yourself can direct the energy of your eternal life. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. All right. Go out there and be strong with yourselves, people. And gentle. That's right. Gentle and strong. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. Have a great week. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Just forget it. You missed out. It's over. <laughs>